And I'm persuaded if we knew just how true those words are and how soon they're going to take place, I'm not sure any of us even be able to sit down right now. Uh, if we really understood how near, how close the coming of our Lord is, and not only how close it is, but what it's going to mean when He comes, what's going to be happening when He comes. We've been talking about that now for the last few weeks. We're going to keep on talking about it for a little while. But I just wish that somehow the Lord could get that into our hearts and get that into our spirits and get that into us to where we really believe it like we ought to believe it. Jesus is coming soon. His coming is soon. I know we've heard it all our lives and I know he's not here yet, but that's all right. That's all right. He's coming. The fact that you've heard it for a long time, the fact that he's not here yet doesn't mean it's not going to happen. He's coming. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the trumpet's going to sound. The Lord's going to split the eastern skies. And those of us that are ready are going to go yonder to be with him. May the Lord help us to really grasp that this morning. And to get it in our hearts and get it in our minds. And get it in our spirits in a way that it changes us. You know, it's one thing to say I believe something and maybe to halfway believe it. But it's another thing to believe something to the point that it drives you, that it changes you, that it directs everything you're doing. Uh, and I just trust the Lord will somehow get this into our spirits in this way and make us to truly understand that His coming is very, very soon. Let me join Pastor in saying we're delighted to see you here in the service this morning. Again, especially those of you that are visiting we welcome you, trust you'll make yourself right at home, and has already been suggested, go by the Welcome Center, if you will, on your way out this morning, and pick up a little gift we have for you, and uh, just let us know who you are, and why you're here, and let us welcome you into our midst today. I'm going to let you be seated this morning, because I'm not going to read a text, I'm going to refer to the text as we go along, so I want you to open your Bibles to Revelation chapter 13, and I want you to leave them open because we're going to pretty much preach through this whole chapter this morning, and that's why I'm not going to take the extra time to read the whole chapter because we will be referring to it verse by verse in some sections here. While you're turning there in your Bible, let me join Brother Eric in reminding you again that next Sunday will be the Sunday that we'll be receiving our GO offering. That's the global outreach offering that we receive every year. Brother Mike talked to you about that the other Sunday morning. Uh, for a number of years now, this offering has become sort of the lifeline to the work of missions around the world. And we're going to ask you to participate once again. You've been so good to do that. Basically, they ask us to contribute on that Sunday one day's wage. Uh, figure out, take your paycheck, break it down into ever how many days it is that you get it. Figure out what one day's wage is and bring that much in next Sunday morning to the Lord. Uh, and you might even want to do more than a day's wage. If the Lord's blessed you real good, why don't you just tell him, Lord, I'm going to give you two days wages this go around. Uh, some of you could afford a week or a month. Uh, well, I didn't get an amen there, but I, I know it's true. Whether you, whether you want to say it or not, I know it's true. So uh, do what the Lord tells you to do. 
Stoneville for a number of years has been recognized as one of the main and leading giving, giving to missions here in the conference. And we just want you to continue to do that. It does make a difference around the world. Most of us here in this auditorium can't go to the far ends of the earth ourselves physically to preach and to minister. But you can go in the giving that you do. You can go in the giving. I saw something on TV just last night. I think it was a news thing. They, they were talking about a couple that was getting married. Um, and or their daughter, I'm sorry, their daughter was getting married. And um, they uh, were at the wedding. And they had lost a son. This girl that was getting married had lost a brother at a, at a rather young age. Just sometime, not too long before the wedding, he died suddenly. But they gave his heart, as a donor, they gave his heart to someone else. And at the wedding that day, that, that daughter wanting her brother to be there so bad for his wedding, this man that had received the heart of that girl or that young man showed up at that wedding. And he said to them, he said to that girl, your brother is here and he brought a stethoscope for her to listen to the heartbeat of her brother his heart was at that wedding you can't go to Africa but your heart can be there you can't go physically in your body but you can be there if you'll give like you ought to give and how many of you know the Lord's keeping a set of books over yonder and one of these days, somebody's going to hear the gospel. Probably already a lot of people have heard the gospel that Stoneville helped that happen. And you know when you get there one of these days, you're going to be rewarded for a piece of that, for what you've given. The Lord has that kind of bookkeeping system. He has that kind of record. And he's going to give to us one of these days. We're going to receive those rewards we were talking about the other Sunday at the judgment seat of Christ. We're going to be rewarded for the things we've done, the way we've given. So I want to encourage you next Sunday uh, to bring a good offering. And let's just believe that the Lord is going to use it to accomplish His will and to accomplish His purposes. All right, Revelation chapter 13. Let's jump into this and see if we can work our way through it this morning. Father, guide our thoughts, we pray. Direct us in all that's said and done here in these next few minutes. Make this word live. Let it live to us today. Make it literally just come alive as we endeavor to walk this congregation through the great truths that are recorded here in this 13th chapter of the book of Revelation. Father, minister through your servant to your people and by your word. And we'll thank you and praise you for all that you do. For we ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Last week, you remember in our messages, we turned our attention back to the earth. You remember I've been telling you that you need to be keenly aware during this series that there are going to be things going on in three different places at the same time. There are going to be things going on in heaven. There's going to be things going on on the earth while they're going on in heaven. And there'll be things going on in hell <coughs> while they're going on in heaven and on earth. You need to be aware of that. 
couple Sundays ago, we were in heaven at the judgment seat of Christ. We were there talking about all the things that are going to be going on. But last Sunday, I told you we want to come back to earth and take a look at what's going to be going on on earth while all of that is going on in heaven. And on this earth, we talked about the fact that we're going to be seeing the beginning of what we call the Great Tribulation. The Great Tribulation. And in particular, we started off by looking at one of the major personalities that's going to be on this earth during this time. We know him as the Antichrist. As the Antichrist. We introduced him last week. And we said that this man that's coming is going to be one of the major players in the end time events. He's going to be one of the major players during this approximately seven years that the tribulation is going on. The Antichrist is kind of the central focus of what's going to be happening. We introduced two things about him last week. We won't go through them again today. But we talked about his sudden appearance. The fact that suddenly he's going to just rise up out of the sea of humanity. And as he does that, <coughs> he's going to emerge as a world leader. He's going to uh, seem to be the great political savior that the world is looking for. Our world today is crying for someone that can unite the world, that can lead the whole world. And suddenly, this man we know as the Antichrist, the Bible in this chapter calls him the beast, but you remember we said that symbolic language, he's really a man. He's going to appear and going to become a great world leader. Then we talked about his seductive appeal. Not only will he appear, but he's going to have an appeal about him. Everybody's going to like him, except those that are getting ready still to meet the Lord. He's going to be extremely appealing in the eyes of the world. He's going to be handsome, charming, clever, extremely intelligent, and a great persuasive speaker. And he's going to benefit, we said secondly, <coughs> he's going to benefit from a devilish manipulation. You remember we talked last week about the fact that he's going to receive a mortal wound, a wound that should have killed him. Uh, many believe that maybe they'll somebody will try to assassinate him. And he's going to receive a wound that should have killed him. But all of a sudden, he's going to be healed before the whole world. He's going to be healed of that wound. And that's just going to draw the world to him. That's just going to draw, man. And they're going to say, who is like unto the beast? Who is like unto this man that can be healed? Of having his head nearly blown off. Who can be, who can be like him? There's going to be a seductive appeal about him. He's going to be a great peacemaker. It's going to look like on the surface that he has brought peace to the earth. And for a while it will seem that way. For a while it will seem that he has finally brought the whole world to peace. But that's going to change very, very quickly. And we'll see that in some messages to come. Now, let's look at two other great facts about him 
that I think we need to consider and that I think we need to look at. I want us to look at the sinister ambitions, the sinister ambitions of this world leader. What are his ambitions? What is it he's wanting to do? What is it that he is up to? What is going to motivate him? What is going to drive him to do the things that he does? Well, what is it this Antichrist, well, what is it he is going to want to do to the world? Number one, he's going to defy or deify Satan. He's going to deify Satan. Look in verse 4 of Revelation. The Bible says, and they worshiped the dragon, and the dragon is identified as the devil, they worship the dragon which gave power unto the beast, unto the Antichrist. <coughs> Pardon my coughing. I, I, I've been congested so this week, I almost decided not to even try to preach this morning. So if you can put up with a hack every now and then, I'll go ahead. I'm just, I'm just so full of this this morning. Uh, this, this congestion. So I, I, I'll preach and hack to you this morning if that's okay. But this man is going to deify Satan. He's going to want to give power unto the, 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 the beast. The, the, this Antichrist is going to, to, to glorify Satan. He's going to deify this other beast that's going to come up which is the devil. How many of you know that's what the devil has always wanted? The devil has always wanted what? He has always wanted to be worshipped. The devil has always wanted to be worshipped. And somehow the Antichrist is going to cause the world to worship the devil. Going to cause them to worship this other beast. Now remember that word beast is symbolic language. He, the, the, this dragon thing, it's the devil himself. The devil himself will finally appear. And what will the devil look like? An angel. He's not a guy in a red suit with a pitchfork and a forked tail. This angel is going to appear. You got the Antichrist already here, this handsome, intelligent, silver-tongued man that seems to be bringing peace to the earth. And all of a sudden, an angel, the devil is going to appear by his side. All of a sudden, the devil is going to be there with him as the angel of light that he is and that he was. The devil has always wanted to be worshipped. You remember, that's what got him kicked out of heaven in the first place. You remember, he said, I'm going to be like the most high God. I'm going to be like the most high God. And that's what got him kicked out of heaven in the first place. He's always wanted to be worshipped. And finally, watch this. Finally, through the Antichrist, the devil is going to receive worship just like God receives worship through the real Christ. Now watch what's shaping up here. Watch, 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 watch what's shaping up here. The devil is going to receive worship through the Antichrist just like God receives worship through the true Christ. So the first thing that is going to happen here that this, that this man of sin, this Antichrist is going to do, he is going to deify Satan so that Satan himself will be worshipped and will be joined in the activities with the Antichrist. Then the second thing they're going to do 
is to defy the Savior. They're going to defy the Savior. Look in verses 5 and 6. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. This is the Antichrist. And power was given unto him to continue 40 and 2 months. And he opened his mouth. This is the Antichrist. He opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. The Antichrist eventually, once he gets his power and once he's, he's going to blaspheme the name of God. He's going to blaspheme the name of Christ. And with a burning eloquence, he's going to turn people away from the hope of any true belief in God. Remember we said he'll be an eloquent. Man, you, you talk about a man that can speak with eloquence and sway a crowd by the multiplied thousands. The Antichrist will be able to do that. And you know what he's going to be doing? Blaspheming the name of Jesus. Blaspheming the God of heaven. And crowds are going to shout and rejoice and scream, clap and fall at the feet of this man who is blaspheming the name of our Savior. He will have such a persuasive ability that if possible, he will deceive the whole world or what's left of the world. He's going to be so persuasive in what he's done that he will literally be able to sway the rest of the world. So he's going to somehow deify Satan. He's going to make the world worship this angel of light. And then he's going to blaspheme and defy the Savior. He's going to blaspheme the name of Jesus. Then I want you to look at the third thing he's going to do. He's going to destroy the saints. And when I say saints, you say, well, I thought the saints were gone. The church is. But there are going to be people being saved all during the tribulation. There are going to be people that will recognize they've been left. There are going to be people that'll, that, that will know enough of the gospel, that will know enough about Christ, that will know enough that they'll realize that, that what is happening. And there are going to be people that will be saved during the tribulation time. John the Revelator saw some of them in verse 14 of chapter 7. You can go over there and look at that later. But, but he saw a great multitude. And when they asked them where they came from, they said, we've come up out of great tribulation. And every one of them came up there by dying. They, they die. These that come to Christ are going to die. You know, that, that's something you need to remember. If you find it too hard to live for Christ now and be ready for the rapture, what makes you think you'll be ready to live for him then and have to die for it? I've actually heard people say, well, preacher, if I miss the rapture, I'll know he's coming. I'll get right. Oh, oh, you will. You will. You won't live for him now when we're living in such a world that we're living in and have so much available to us and so, so many th things in our favor. You're going to suddenly find the courage to do right when they know they're liable to chop your head off if you name the name of Christ. Well, some people will. So some people will find it. I think I'd rather live for him and go to heaven now the way it'll get right then and have my head chopped off. I believe I'd just rather go and do right now. <laughs> 
I believe, I, I believe it's a better deal to go ahead and serve him now. I believe it's a better deal to do it now. But there are going to be many that want it. He will destroy the saints. There are going to be many saved. And the Antichrist is going to turn against them and martyr them. He's going to kill every saint. Every person that arises that, that, that won't fall for his rhetoric and, and, and won't fall for his eloquence. <coughs> and that will still name the name of Christ. He's going to kill them. He's going to murder them. And I promise you, it won't be pretty what he'll do. It won't be pretty what he'll do. He wants to destroy the people of God that are left, that will get right. And he's going to destroy many of them. So he's going to make the world, get the world to help worship Satan, the angel of light that's always wanted men to worship. He'll, de he'll deify Satan. He'll defy the Savior. He'll curse and blaspheme the name of our Christ. And then he'll destroy every saint he can find, every saint, every, every child of God, everybody that turns to him. He'll kill them if he possibly can. Then the fourth thing he's going to do is to dominate society. He's going to dominate society. Look in verse 7, the latter part of that seventh verse. The Bible says, and power was given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. He is going to give. He is going to be given global control. He is literally, this Antichrist, this man is literally going to gain control over the whole world. The world is crying for that. Well, I saw a big headline somewhere just this just this week about how that 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 that, that the, uh, uh, the 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 World Council is once again calling for a one world government. The cry now is we all need to get together. We all, we need one government. The Antichrist is going to folks. Don't you see how this is happening? Don't you see what's going on? It is happening. It is boiling. The pot's beginning to boil. The cries are going out. We need one world. We need one government. We need one man. And the Antichrist is going to rise up out of the sea of humanity and say, here I am. And he'll be so attractive and appealing and eloquent and powerful. The whole world is going to follow this man. He will have global control and either through terrifying people or enticing them, the whole world is going to follow after him. The whole world apparently is going to follow the Antichrist and he is literally going to dominate society. Then the fifth thing he's going to do is to delude sinners. He's going to delude Sinners. Look in verse 8. The Bible says, And all that dwell on the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Everybody on this earth that doesn't come to Christ during that time, whose name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, he is going to literally delude the world and multitudes are going to worship him. Multitudes are going to believe that he is the one they should follow. Multitudes are going to come after him. So this is what the Antichrist is going to do. 
Look at his ambitions. Look, look at what he's going to accomplish. He's going to deify Satan, defy the Savior, destroy saints, dominate society, and delude sinners into believing that he is the only way. Folks, that is what's coming to this world. A leader that will literally despise the Lord Jesus. That will be the very antithesis of what God is. And the world is going to follow him. And here's what you need to be so careful of. That you're not left and deceived by all of this. This is why you need to be so sure that you are so ready to go. Because you don't want to be left. You don't want to be left under this guy. You don't want to be left. If you are, you'll probably, if you make it at all, you'll probably pay with your life. They'll cut your head off, burn you in the fire, cut you to that. They'll have horrible ways. It'll be, it will be something. The things they'll do to destroy the saints that are left on this earth. And so, this Antichrist is going to suddenly appear. He's going to have a seductive appeal. He's going to have these sinister ambitions. But then I want you to notice that he's going to have some more help. I want you to notice that he's going to have a supporting agent to join him. Now, he's already got the devil. He's already got Satan. Satan's already come to the earth. The angel of light. Now keep in mind, here's this handsome, articulate, powerful world leader. Got an angel standing beside him. And suddenly John says, somebody else appears. The Antichrist is going to have an agent. Look in verse 11. Look in verse 11. And I beheld and another beast. And keep in mind that beast is not, that, that, that symbolic language. Another beast appears, comes up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb and he spake like a dragon. Now keep in mind, this is not a beast. It's a man. It's another helper. Who is this agent that's going to come and help him? He is really known and the best way to describe him is he looks like a lamb, but he'll speak like a dragon and who he really is is the false prophet. He's going to be a false prophet. He's going to be, in other words, he's going to be some kind of world religious leader. Now, now watch it. Are you getting this picture? You've got the Antichrist, the world leader, the politician, the man the whole world says is uniting and saving the world. And by his side, he's got an angel that has power to heal his wounds, that, that, that has power to... And then, suddenly, there rises another man. There suddenly rises another man that's going to be a great religious leader. I, and I put religious in quotes. You don't want any of that religion. But he's going to be a great religious leader. Suddenly, he appears to help and to serve as a supporting agent to the Antichrist and to this angel of light with him, to the dragon. I want you to look at this. What, what have I just said to you? Hey, do you see the picture I've just painted for you? I've just painted for you the picture of the Trinity of hell. 
Do you know in the end, hell's going to have a trinity on this earth? We talk about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. We have the trinity that we worship now. Do you realize to complete this picture, and you know what that's going to, can you imagine how many people that's going to deceive? Why, suddenly they're going to think the Trinity's here. It's the Trinity of hell. Do you understand hell has a Trinity? Hell has a Trinity. It's the Antichrist. Beside him will be the devil, the anti-God. You got the Antichrist. The devil is the anti-God. He's the one wanted to be God. He's the one, and suddenly he thinks he's become God now. And the world's worshiping him and the beast. And then to complete it, they've got a preacher standing by. They've got a great religious leader. The anti-spirit. You've got an anti-God. You've got an anti-Christ. You've got an anti-spirit. You've got the trinity of hell. Leading the world. Are you getting this? Suddenly on this planet, you've got a trinity of hell. The trinity from hell. The devil. The devil himself. The angel of light. You've got this great world leader, so eloquent and great to look at, and that can whip a crowd into a frenzy in five minutes with his speaking. And then to undergird it all, you've got some great world religious leader. I, I don't know who that's going to be. We used to preach in the early years. I used to hear it preach that it'd be the Pope. Because he, he's recognized by the world, no matter whether you're Catholic or not, he, he just, he's almost worshipped like a god. But then lately I've been wondering, because of the way the Catholic Church itself is dying, I've wondered if it won't be somebody out of the Islamic religion, the way they're taking over the world. Can, can, can I just, I'm, I'm going to sidetrack here just a minute. You know what I heard this week? I, I saw a YouTube video this week from one of our guys that's, that, really is on top of this kind of stuff. Last couple of years or so in England, they have closed 500 Protestant churches. They're closing daily. They've closed. And I think about England, so much of what we have by, of, of great preachers and great literature has come out of England. Out of years ago, 500 churches in the last couple of years have closed. The Protestant churches have closed. And you know what's happened in conjunction with that? 432 mosques have opened. In the same period of time. Look at what we've suddenly got in Congress. Right here in the United States. Four of them. Folks, are you getting, this isn't just stuff written on paper in a book. This is happening. Do, do, do you hear what I'm trying to tell you this morning? Do you hear what I'm trying to tell you in this series of messages? 
We are living in the closing days of time. This stuff was written 2,000 years ago. And it's happening now. Line on line, verse on verse. It's happening. It's happening. This supporting agent comes and suddenly the trinity of hell is complete. You've got the religious, you've got the world leader. You've got an angel of light giving power to, 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 to just, that, that's, that's so powerful the world is worshiping him and the beast. And beside him you've got a great world religious leader saying, that's right, worship these boys, bow. The trinity of hell is now running the world. Remember what I told you the other week? When the saints go, who, who did, what did I say would be leaving with them? The influence of the Holy Spirit. The influence of the Holy Spirit has left this world at this time now. It's wide open to these three. It's wide open to them and what they want to do. What is the purpose and the duty of this false prophet? To cause people to worship the beast. To cause them to worship these other two. That'll be the purpose of the religious leader. I mean, somebody just, okay, somebody like the Pope, that the whole, he's going to say, worship thee. Here they are. Here they are. Here's the leader we've been praying for. Here's the man that can lead this world we've been praying for. Here is an angel of light. Worship them. And the world's going to do it. The world's going to do it. Now, how are they going to do it? How is this false prophet? How is he going to control the masses of the earth? How is he going to get them to follow these two? Well, the Bible suggests three ways. Look in verse 13. The Bible suggests that he's going to control the masses in three ways. First of all, he's going to do it with fire. Look in verse 13. Verse 13 says, And he doeth great wonders. Talking about this false prophet. He doeth great wonders and maketh fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. What will give this religious leader such sway that, that when he says you worship these two people, go, oh, yeah. What will give him that kind of power? He calls down fire out of heaven. Somehow he's going to be able to light the heavens up and set them on fire at his will. How many of you recognize having this building preached to this morning? If your pastor had the reputation, he can call down fire out of heaven anytime he wants to. You ain't got to have anybody come hear me preach? I'd have to be in the auditorium in Greensboro by now. Wait a minute. Your pastor can call down fire from heaven? Yeah. Anytime he wants to, he just, he just calls down fire from heaven. That's what this religious leader is going to be able to do. He will help these two control the masses through fire. 
He'll have the ability to call down fire. You know, you know, you know, you might be thinking about these. Well, I wouldn't follow those three. I wouldn't. I would. Oh, you wouldn't. Suddenly you got a pastor. Suddenly you got a religious leader. You got a you got a bishop. You got a pope or whatever. You want, I don't know what he'll be. But he can call down fire out of heaven. That won't impress you. Do you understand, folks, what's going to be happening? It's going to be something. How's the second way he's going to control? He's going to control through the image. Look at verses 14, 15. And he deceiveth them. Here's how he does. He deceiveth them by the means of these miracles which he has power to do inside of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, they should make an image to the beast which has the wound and did live. And he had power to give life to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should speak and cause many to follow him. This religious leader is going to suggest that our great world leader here is such a great man. Why don't we build a big image to him? And they're going to build a huge image of this world leader. I don't know what it'll be made of, stone, it doesn't tell us what it'll be made of, but they're going to build a huge image and say to the world, worship, worship the image, worship our great leader. And this false prophet is going to make that image speak and talk. The whole world will be watching through the satellites and through the technology. The whole world will be watching when they, when they get this. My, my guess is when they get this image complete and, 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 and they get it done, they're going to announce a worldwide thing. Turn on your televisions. Turn on everything you got. We're going to dedicate the image to our great leader. The world will be watching and that false prophet will give to that image the ability to speak. And suddenly a stone image is going to start speaking to the whole world. You tell me that won't impress folks. See, you might be thinking, well, how are people going to be stupid enough to follow all this? Folks, you hear what I'm Man can call down fire out of heaven. He can make stone images talk. You don't think people be stupid enough to follow that? They'll be falling all over themselves. Oh, do you, have you ever heard him speak? That's the most handsome man. Every girl on this planet will be going locky, locky, locky. La, 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 la. He'll be so handsome. Well, they were locky, locky, locky. They just come to my mind. I don't even know what it means. And then on top of that, his prophet, his pastor, his preacher, his religious confidant can make images talk. You think the world won't follow that? You think, you think if you're left here, you won't be tempted to follow that? He will literally create a virtual reality with this image that he is going to make. And then last, and I've got to finish. He will last of all 
accomplish all of these things. And he will get everybody to do this through the mark. He'll be able, this, 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 this religious leader will call down fire from heaven. He'll make images to talk and then he's going to help the Antichrist set up a system called the mark of the beast. Verses 16, 17. And he causeth all, both great and small, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. That no man might buy nor sell unless he has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. There'll be, there'll be some numbers involved. He's going to create a mark. We've all heard about this. Here's the economic control that the Antichrist is going to need. Antichrist already has political control. He already has religious control. And now he's going to gain economic control. Now he's got it all. He's the world leader politically. He's the world leader in religion. He's got the false prophet by his side, making his image speak. And now suddenly he gains economic control over the whole world. He sets up a system. And the system simply says, you take my mark, you get your number, you put that 666 mark and then you'll have to get your number. I think there'll be two things involved. I think, you'll, I think some way we'll be marked with a 666 so you're part of the club. You, you, you're in. You've got, you've got my mark. I see you're loyal. And then I believe every person will be given some kind of chip or some kind of something. They've got that now, you know. They, they've got these little chips they can put in dogs and cats tail wherever they are. I... We've seen in the news, there's some businesses started using little chips like that, putting them in the hands of their people to get into the doors. To... It's already happening. Somehow, somehow this false prophet is going to help the Antichrist put all of this into play and will systemize this world into a vast concentration camp. And the Bible says you won't be able to sell nor buy if you don't have that mark and you don't have your number. You don't have his number. You don't have the mark. The day will come you can't go to the grocery store and buy a thing. You won't be able to sell a thing you have if you don't have the mark. In other words, they're going to turn this world into a cashless society. Do you know they're already talking about that? Have you heard the reports recently? There are several reports that circulate that plans are being made to do away with cash. That plans are being made right now in the world economic system and even in this country to do away with cash. Folks, we better be getting ready. We better be getting ready. It's coming. The trumpet's going to sound. We better be getting ready. This mark is 666. That's an interesting thing. Six is the number of man in the Bible. Three is the number of God in the Bible. 
So do you see what this says? This is saying that with three sixes, the Antichrist is going to try to make himself God. The religious leader is going to try to make him God with three sixes. This will be the mark. You'll need it to buy. You'll need it to sell. The technology is already in place for every bit of this to happen. And once it does, the Antichrist will now be able to control the whole world. Nobody can sell a thing. Nobody can buy a thing. You don't have the mark. You got your mark? 666? Yeah, all right. Put your, put your chip hand on. Put your hand on. Let, let me read your chip. You'll have a number. And you don't do anything without it. Suddenly when that part comes, the Antichrist and his trinity are in full control of the world. Politically, religiously, economically. They control it all. They control it all. Rhonda, come on. Isn't it ironic? I just love this statement. That the Bible says the good shepherd calls his sheep by name. The Antichrist is going to give you a number. The good shepherd, the Bible says, our shepherd calls us by name. He knows my name. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <laughs> I don't know what that does to you, but the God that flung the stars off of his fingertips and has every one of them named, billions of them, he knows my name. And he calls me by my name. But the Antichrist and his crowd are going to give you a number. They're going to give you a number. They don't care nothing about your name. They're going to give you a number. Here's the big question. When all of this happens, where will you be? Will your name be called yonder at the judgment seat of Christ or will your number be up here on this earth? You're going to have your name called or is your number up? Which is it going to be? That's the question for you today. What a picture. I'm, I'm closing. What a picture. Two trinities. You've got the Almighty God seated on the throne of heaven. And you've got the devil, the angel of light, finally up out of hell appearing on this earth. You've got the beast, the Antichrist, the great world leader. Yonder in the heavens, you've got the Lamb of God being worshipped, the Son of God. Here on the earth, you've got the false prophet. Religious leader. Yonder in heaven, the power of the Holy Spirit is directing everything that's going on in the heavens. Which side are you on this morning? 
Which side are you on? Don't you see that's what it comes down to? You've got two choices. You can worship and follow the Trinity, the real Trinity. Or you will one day bow before the false Trinity. You've got a choice. The dark power is coming. The agent of Satan is telling you, don't believe all this stuff. Marley's just trying to work you up. You've heard this all your life. It ain't happened. But the Holy Spirit is saying, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get your life right. Get yourself right. Time is short. I told you the other day, yes, uh, last week, I believe the spirit of Antichrist. Now, the Antichrist didn't hear. He's going to appear suddenly. But I believe the spirit of Antichrist is already here working in this world. The spirit of Antichrist is already working. You can't afford to just sit back, smile, and let the world pass you by. Folks, the time for playing around with religion, for playing church, for playing what, it's over. It's time you decide to get in and commit and give yourself to God and to His kingdom before all of this breaks loose. Before all of this comes, you want to be ready. I close with one piece of good news. I feel like I've given y'all bad news this morning. I close with one piece of good news. Before this crowd appears and takes over, the church is going to be gone. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Before this crowd appears, we're going to be gone. We're going to be gone. We're going to be gone. Would you stand with me, please? Hallelujah. I close with this simple question. When all of this comes, all of this starts. All of this is happening. Where will you be? Where will you be? You'll have two choices. You can be yonder around the throne in those scenes we were painting the other week, the stuff that's going on in heaven. You can be up there in the middle of all that. Or you can be here in the middle of all of this. Where will you be? Where will you be? Heads bowed, eyes closed. I wonder how many would say to me, if there's anybody here this morning, they would say to me, Brother Marley, I'm not sure that I'm ready. 
If that trumpet were to sound today, I'm not sure I would go. I'm not sure. I wonder if there's somebody here like that and you'd raise your hand and say, Brother Marley, pray for me. I I don't want to be left. I don't want to be here. I want to be ready. I'd like to give everything I have to Jesus this morning. Anybody here in this building feel that way? You're not sure you're ready. But you want to be. Yes, other hands. I want to be. I want to be. I want to be. Anybody else raise your hand? Anybody else? You're not sure. You're not sure. I wonder those that raised your hands, would you like to come and let us have a closing prayer with you here? Would you like to do that? If not, you can stand right where you are and make an altar. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you see, you see, you know us, you care about us. And Father, I pray right now for these that maybe are not sure. I pray that you'll make them sure. And Lord, if by chance they aren't ready, then I pray that you'll help them right now to simply say, Jesus, have mercy on me. Save me. Forgive me. I confess that you are Lord. I confess that you are Lord. I'm sorry of every sin. I'm sorry of anything that stands between us. And I want you to forgive me. Come into my heart. If you pray that, I promise you he'll step right in. Because that's what he said he would do. That's what he said he would do. That if we would confess our sins and believe and receive, he would come in. Father, do that right now, I pray. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen and amen. Two quick things, and I'll let you go. Hope you'll be back tonight. Tonight, we're going to start looking at the time of judgment. Not only are these things going on, and these three now leading the world, but how many of you know that once that's in place, I don't know how far into the seven years it'll be, a year, two years, we don't know. But at some point, as these three think they've got it all made, all they're, they're in control now. The heavenly trinity is out of here. We are now running the world. The judgments of God are going to start. We'll start talking about those judgments tonight. There's a time coming on this world you don't want to be on this planet with what's going to start happening. What did we tell you the other day when we started this thing about the judgments and the end time? The Bible says there's never been anything like it before and there'll never be anything like it again. We're going to start describing those things tonight, the Lord willing. We're going to start describing those things. The things that are coming, the judgments, God's not going to sit by and let these three do what they want to do. He's going to step in and show who God really is. And it ain't these three birds.
be here tonight.